TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right. Uh, here's what's also good stuff um, that Joel could play again this year. Now, we'll see if you will. We don't know if you will. We don't know if you won't. But Nick Nurse provided an update yesterday uh, on John Clark's uh, podcast. Here's what the uh, 76ers head coach said, the latest about Embiid. Joel, he's, he's, I guess he's around here yep. for the first time. Is it good to actually see him in person yeah. again? And, and how's his spirits? Good. Um, Joel's been really positive with me and all the interactions he was, he was in for practice. And um, he's happy. You know, I think he's happy. He likes some of the new additions. He's looking around. He thinks the team's getting better. He really told me really looks out there. He said, I really want to be out there. You know, so let's see what happens. Do you hope, expect that maybe you'll get a couple weeks with him before playoffs and, and try to get back into a rhythm? Yeah, I hope. I hope. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to expect here. I think we're we're a couple weeks in, probably a couple more to go before we get an eval of where we're gonna be. But yeah, I hope we can get a couple weeks in and get him some games and and um get him healthy for round one all right so look that's solid answer i mean like they don't they clearly don't know he's it's saying it's pretty open-ended but i you know it's nothing's like no closed door and, and that's good by the way this leads us to our twitter poll question of the day it's brought to us by armin chevrolet the all-new 2024 chevy tracks it's arriving daily at armin chevrolet it starts at only twenty-one thousand four ninety-five. together let's drive visit arminchevy.com today's poll question do you think joel Embiid will play again during the regular season for the sixers this year a yes b no you can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. By Nick the way, Nurse is making it sound like it's yeah, like this is well, everything's going great. Yeah. Like they're a couple weeks away from you're saying no. It's I didn't it's say not no. Uncertainty. I, well, it like, is. It is uncertain. He well, didn't say he's going to play again. He said we'll reevaluate in a couple weeks. Look, I think we should feel good. I, I I'm I do feel Nick I do feel pretty good. Yeah, but I don't feel great. There's a difference between playing and playing at your best. The only well, way the Sixers can win a championship is if he plays at his best. They're not good enough the otherwise, and they're probably not good enough anyway. That, no, no, the my expectation is, I, I think no. Nick Nurse and everyone else they understand that when he comes back, he will give them that. No, I, I don't. He think gave so. them that this year. He's been playing all the medical... at an MVP level uh, again this year, and it's not. It hasn't been that. It's about long. being in shape. Maybe it'll we take know a little. It's about wet. being in shape. It'll take is. a couple <laughs> weeks. He'll be back. He'll be. Great. I don't think that there's any difference, really, medically, between what uh, Marsh had to do with his knee and uh, Joel Embiid. Now, the the totally on his different body, sports. different sports, totally no different, different but, size, all that. <laughs> the, the whole. But that said, I do believe that this guy is going to bounce back. I think he's going to be fine, and there's no question in my mind that the guy is going to have to take reps, live reps. 
to be ready and to be the player that we expect yeah. him to be in the playoffs. All right, so Howard Eskin will join us shortly on, on all the things we're talking about here today. Let's also tell you, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, we're going to have some some fun as it relates to the 76ers because we got not one but two great imperson- impersonators. They're going to be in studio with us. Conklin, who's, you know, Conklin, he's the legend. Uh, they can do, you know, pretty much everyone from the 76ers, from, from Doc Rivers to – to Charles Barkley, to Allen Iverson, to Joel Embiid, and many others. But we also got this caller, Leighton. You may remember we did this once before. Leighton is an unbelievable impersonator of Josh Harris. And we're, we're going we're gonna to go into the lab and let these guys cook up some stuff. It's going to be live radio, free-flowing. Whatever happens, happens. We'll see where it, I expect it to be funny and great. It was we'll hilarious say, last it time. It was. Like, legitimately funny now, last listen, time maybe it'll be bad radio, and we'll be like, oh, let's not ever do that again. But the last time we did it, I thought it was great. Here's a little taste. This guy, Layton's going to be in here around 8.20, 8.30 as Josh Harris. This guy is high level, not just with the voice, but the things he says. Here's a little taste of last time we had this guy in studio. We have a billionaire in this studio. Yes. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate <laughs> it. Came in my helicopter, landed on the roof. Beautiful studio here. Wonderful to meet all you guys. Rhea, hello. Hello. Um, I do have to say, James's energy is off the charts. Wonderful guy. That's what we look for as an organization. We look for that from our players, from our coaches, to our chefs, to our sous chefs, to our smoothie makers. That's what we look for. That's my little buddy. Isn't he cute? <laughs> That's going to be great. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to it. It's around 8, 825, 830 today. Leighton, uh, Conklin, uh, Joel, uh, Josh Harris, uh, Daryl Morey. They're all going to be in studio with us coming up in about a half an hour on 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia as we broadcast today from, yes, the Tasty Cake Studio. All right, there's a lot going on in Philly sports, and we always turn every Thursday at 8 o'clock from one king to the next, from Elvis to Howard. Howard Eskin brought to us by the great people at the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. King, good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> always on time, Joe. I know. Well, you know, I had a tease later in the hour. I, it was I got a lot to talk about because <laughs> I can address every one of you guys. Let's do it. And, uh, all I'll say to Ruben is it's not the same as Brad March surgery, Joel Embiid. Uh-oh. If he had the flap repaired on the meniscus, and Marsh said it was not, it was just loose bodies. It wasn't a meniscus. If he had the flap repaired, he's done for the year. He's done for the playoffs. But they don't tell you that. So my, the point about Embiid, are they saying there's a chance he can come back because season ticket renewals and playoff ticket sales are out there for the season ticket holders? I wonder. All I'm doing is wondering to give people hope. Like, why would I come to the playoffs if Embiid's not going to play? But, but so, how, when you say there is a chance he could play again. Yeah, there, there is a chance, yeah. but tell us what the surgery was. Did they repair the flap? I mean, I've talked to a doctor about this who does those surgeries, and if the flap was repaired and they said there was a problem with the f- whatever it is in the meniscus with the flap, if it was repaired, he's done for the year. If wow. it was repaired. So we don't know okay. that. No, that's interesting. Yeah, Howard, so. let, let's get. It let's... wasn't repaired, though. I mean, well, we, we don't know that. No, we don't know. Well, we that. were told he's not done for the year. No, we were told they hope he comes back. Right, that's right. right. That's right. So, I, uh, John, and I'm going to compliment you on something too. But coming up, I know it's rare, but I'm going to do that. <laughs> too. All right, all right, Howard. Let's kind of go one at a time here. There's a lot to get that's to it. just in the last few yes. days. Let's start with the Craig Carton thing, and his report. Vega Nature 
you're closer to a lot of people than others are. What what did you make of what was said, what it means, or what it doesn't mean? Okay, here's what I heard what he was trying to imply. It's a total exaggeration. I, I mean, this is what happens in the world, and everybody starts reporting it like, oh, yeah, it's just the world's coming to an end here. It was a total exaggeration. What has occurred in that situation, I believe, what he's trying to imply is Jason uh, or Jalen Hurts, we know his personality's got to, it's got to take a step up. I don't know how he changed that. I mean, it was the same personality when they got to the Super Bowl, but when they're not playing well, you, you try to find reasons. So a few players have talked to Jalen Hurts about, hey, listen, you got to connect more. You got to be more emotional on the sidelines. You got to be part of, more part of us. And a few players have done that. The one player that's probably more, I, I think the word demonstrative is probably too over the too much of 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 implying what's going on was Fletcher Cox. Fletcher's a stern guy, and he was not happy with his emotion. But so other players were the same way, and he talked to him a little bit. Hold stern, on, Howard. I'll you said st- Fletcher was not happy with whose Jalen emotion? Hurts' emotion on the sidelines and okay. his and his it, or his lack of emotion. and his personality and his connection with with his teammates. Okay. Okay. So Fletcher is the guy, and this is why <clears throat> this makes sense from what I would <clears throat> what I've been told. Greg Carton said he's going to play be a, 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 a I'll use the word prominent player that may not be with the team next year because of this. Well, Fletcher Cox has basically already said he's done. All right. And he said that he cleaned out his locker. He said that at the end of the year. So Craig's going to say, well, I told you a player wasn't coming back. It was not a fight. It was not uh, a screaming match. It was not any of those things. And he's just one of the players that has talked to him, but he does it in a, I'll use the word, sterner fashion. Come on, Jalen, you got to be more emotional, uh, connect more with the, with the guys. And other people from the team have talked to Jalen Hurts about that. Hmm. Now, let's be clear. The team was not good enough, uh, you know, and they got to the Super Bowl with the same personality of Jalen Hurts the year before, but their defense wasn't good enough. Yeah. Their offense wasn't good enough. Jalen Hurts wasn't good enough. But it, it, the Craig Carton story is such a ridiculous, overblown exaggeration of nothing. Uh, that Okay, but, uh, Howard, I got it. Let me ask you this question because I think it's the natural follow-up. Okay. What do you know about – the A.J. Brown-Jalen Hurts relationship, is it as good as it was two years ago when they acquired him, or has it frayed? I think when you lose, things start to become a little more tense. Was A.J. Brown happy? But he, Again, when they were winning, J.J. Brown wasn't happy when he was open and didn't get the ball. A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, That's do they see eye to eye? Or are they on the same page all the time? No. Okay. But is that the issue? No, that's not the issue. Is it the same as it used? When you're not winning, there's a lot of things that change. And I think it comes winning changes. Boy, that cures a lot of things. And I, I don't think that's an issue. Are, are they as good, Joe, the way you asked the question, are they as close as they were? Maybe not, but it's not a problem. I'll, I'll say this. From what I'm told, and I, believe me, I've been making calls yeah. and trying to check these things all week when this started. Uh, and it's and I had heard about the the big Dom thing that there are people on the team that felt him not being there maybe hurt the team a little bit. But that's another story that's out of control 
It's just it's I'm, I'm standing. So how on much of that is legitimate, Howard? Like the, the, what's been reported on that is that uh, Big Dom, when he was suspended, Sirianni on the sideline in his absence was getting into arguments. Okay. With players and coaches. Here's what I'll tell you, John. And you were kind of on board a little while ago when you said, I think it's over. I don't know if you used the word overstated. It's not quite what, what it sounds like it is. I'm staring on the sidelines. You know, I don't see everything, but I see a lot. And I, I didn't. Nick Sirianni's an emotional guy. And I'll say this about Big Dom he really keeps things together. He is really good for that team in so many, not just on the bench. And not just in the just in the building, he's really really good. I didn't see a lot of that. Does Nick get over the top? Did every once in a while I say, "Hey, Nick, just slow down." Yeah, but it's not like did he get on player? Sure, he does. But on the coaches, he can do it on the headphone and not face to face. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't see really a lot of that. But again, does Dom help that before it gets to that point? The reality is that's an overstated story, too. It makes it – and I, like I said, I had heard about – people felt that Dom was missed, uh, and I had heard about that earlier in the week. But I didn't think it was big enough to really talk about because, again, I didn't see a lot of that stuff. But Dom is really important, no question about it. But that is out of – is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois control too all right howard let's so over the top let's get to the aj brown account tweet now this gets into strange territory because we we don't know if it's his his tweet or it's not his tweet or it is i mean it's a james how many twitter followers on this account Two hundred sixty thousand. and we know before this was it has been his account for sure a hundred percent he said around the super bowl that it that it was hacked or whatever we don't know all right but it so, was a hundred percent that was his account for sure so yeah, well, i remember the tweet what was it what was the tweet well the super bowl one related to travis kelsey and the andy Reid interaction i would have um, been thrown out of the league if that yeah. was me but howard here here's the That's latest okay. he would have yeah but, <laughs> but but howard here's the latest this point. is from eight hours ago 1201 a.m this morning this is what the aj brown account wrote maybe he wrote it Maybe he didn't. I mean, I assume he wrote it, but I don't know for sure. This is what he wrote. Philly media is so lame. 
It's literally something every day. Then the fans be believe the BS. They really should start raising the prices of microphones and cameras because you people will say anything for views. I see why nobody likes us because we don't even like us. Hashtag reality TV. First off, Howard, let me ask you this. Do you know if that's A.J. Brown's account? Uh, he was off for a while, but I don't know or not know. I know why he went off at times. He didn't want to deal with people. And the reason he cleaned his Instagram, he just wanted to have spiritual messages. So, And, and I was told that clearly. That's why he did it at that time. Now, what's going on now? But he actually makes a good point. Because when somebody reports something, you know, the media is different now than it was. I'm going to speak at Villanova about media. Yep. And it's just, there's you know, a newspaper story, a writer used to have to have two sources, mm-hmm. you know, for a story. Now they have no sources. And there's quotes that are just made up. Uh, it, it's just, and there's stories that are embellished. And it is for clicks. You know, Craig Carton, do you think he didn't do it to try to get Philadelphia people to watch him? Yeah. Uh, uh, Colin Coward, Skip Bayless. Whenever they say something about Philadelphia, it's to draw those Philadelphia people in. And it really is part of what's going on in media nowadays. So he makes a good point. Uh, Is it him? Is it not him? I don't know. But I don't totally disagree, if it is him, with what's said there, that we go over the top. Well, some they do. Lost. Yeah, some do, some don't. They lost no because they're a bad team. And that, that, wow. They were a bad team. Now, they were 10-1, and one, and we all kind of said, well, this is not the 10-1 and one that we remember them from the year before. Yeah. So those kind of things uh, do happen. Uh, but it, it's just, and I understand, like the Craig Carton and uh, Derek Gunn, it's like they're, they're out of control. It's out of control. It's so over-exaggerated and, and not even close to the – to the real story. So I, I do want to say one thing about Harper. And, Ruben, I know you're going to address this. When I was down there last week, it, here's this contract situation is ridiculous because here's what I was told by Philly's people, all right? Okay, he might be outperforming his contract now, but what's going to happen the last four or five years? Do we really think he's going to outperform his contract? No. Scott Boris made a mistake. By having a 13-year contract, if he had seven, he could have had a, a legitimate chance of, okay, now you're going to be paid market value. And the, the, the organization believes that, and I don't know what they're going to do, but I can tell you what they feel. They feel that, okay, but the last four or five years, yeah. we're going to be paying him too much. And here's the only thing, it, it, it might be a hocus-pocus thing, if they, if they, do, if they do anything put options on both sides, extend it, let's say, three years, and options on both sides. So either team can get out, so it's really not a contract. It's not an extension. Mm. It's just a lot of nonsense. But they believe, uh, hey, listen, he may not be worth, and he's likely not going to be playing to his his, his Current contract value. Yeah, for money sure. yeah. at the end of that contract. All right, Howard, love having you on the show. Thanks, pal. All right, you guys and John, I complimented you a little bit. You kind of took it under control there for a little bit. I, you know, yeah, I just there you go. Got to be happy with Richie you. Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Strange as that must have sounded, huh? Strange but true. Yeah. All right, see you, Thanks. See you. All right, so Ruben, let, let, let's let's get dive into this Bryce Harper thing. And of course, everyone can join us uh, today on all these different topics at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So, Ruben, what Howard's saying there is the Phillies don't feel they should have to give Bryce Harper more money and more years. And I agree with them. They they shouldn't feel that they have to. Doesn't mean they won't. 
All right, let's step into this, Ruben. Unprecedented. Eight years and $196 million left on the deal. Guy wants more. What do you think the Phillies should do? I think they did, they're doing exactly what they should be doing, and I think them, Dave Dombrowski handled it perfectly. I, I could not have been... He could not have been more perfect with how he handled it and what, you know, they have other fish to fry. This guy is a signed player. They did not put a gun to his head to sign the contract. Boris wanted to, Boris does a a lot of different things with contracts. He wanted to figure out a way to maximize the dollars. They spread it out. They spread it out. They made it a 13-year deal, which at the time I think was probably unprecedented. He wants to make unprecedented deals now the aab on that becomes sort of obsolete in the average annual value because other guys are you know signing different contracts it's a different marketplace it happens year to year the market changes the man is a is a is a signed player he signed for a ton of money he got what he wanted at the time and that's it what if what if he's not happy that's not, you know, that's not the front office's issue. That's where well, Scott Boris kind of that's, right? that's where Scott Boris has to step in and say, "Hey, we made this deal. We have to live with this deal." That's part of where where the agent has to step in and say and do the right thing and say, "Hey, we made this deal. This is a ironclad deal. It's it's guaranteed." If he falls off the face of the earth, which I do not expect him to do, then the Phillies still pay the guy. Right. And so you cannot expect the Phillies to have to, you know, to ha- just because now he wants something. No. Uh, so, uh, there's Don't no, you think no, Boris wants it, though, it, But isn't he going to come back year after year after year after year after year when the Phillies don't do this? If When they treat it this way, and I agree with you, I love the way Dombrowski handled it, but it feels like – they're just going to keep knocking, and he's going to have to keep handling it. And you know, I'm glad that's him and not me. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't think that's the right thing for Bryce to do. Well, and I, I think he'll realize that this is that that that's not great for his. You know, he he's done everything exactly what you want out of a superstar player in this city. I don't think that he's going to want to attach himself to something like that because there's a negative vibe that can be created. Oh, let me give you one follow up because I agree with you. There's a negative vibe there, but here's here's the natural follow up to that. I hear what you're saying. You don't expect the Phillies to sign him this month. What John and I are basically saying, though, to you is, do you think they will sign him in the next 12 months to a new deal? I do not. Okay. We'll I say. do not. I think that they need to sign Wheeler first. Well, clearly. And deal with that and then deal with other issues coming up. You know, I mean, this is a signed player. He's He, he got what he felt he deserved, and he – he himself said, "I don't want a trade call, no trade clause. I don't want option. I don't yeah. want no. I, I don't want any opt outs. I want to be here. This is his place, and now he's going to have to live with it, as the current contract reads." All right, let's get a lot of calls in on on all these topics later in the hour. We're going to have some fun with Joe Conklin and our caller Layton, who's an incredible Josh Harris impersonator. We'll get to that shortly as well. Let's get to Doctor Gina right now. Good morning, Gina. Good morning, morning team. I I missed you guys talking to you guys. I've been listening, but. And you know what? James proved his invaluability, if that's a word, invaluableness <laughs> next last week. No no shade on Joe Wechter. He's a great producer. But, man, did we miss James last week. 
Mm-mm. I did at least. Well, anyway. I, I agree with you. He listen. He's the glue, but he's also got a sound and a savvy to this show that, in his absence, it's hard to. Yeah. It's hard to yeah, have without yeah, yeah. Him. Well, way. I think from him knowing you for so many years is part of it, Joe. You know what I mean? It's well, just he. Here's the <laughs> here's the key with that. Gina, he knows to just do whatever I tell him to do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really simple. It's like that, that, that's like Ruben as a GM. Just do what I tell you to do. If you do, you keep your job. If you don't, I fire you. <laughs> now you did say something the other day, Joe, which what? you know I don't always a hundred percent agree with you, but um, you know the whole I wasn't even going to get into the Bryce Harper thing, but you know Scott Boris, can I use the word whore? I'm sorry, he's he's a whore. He he he. With the whole J.D. Drew thing, like, that soured me on him forever. Yeah. I'll never forever. like him because of J.D. Drew. Me course. too. Yeah. Me too. I'm totally with you. And to have him be, like, the mouthpiece, so to speak, that's that's a bad look. It's yeah, but I'll a- say this, Gina. Ruben just touched on something with Bryce that's more fundamental here. Bryce has to own that this yeah. is Bryce's decision to advocate publicly for more money. I mean, I guarantee you this. Scott Boris would not have said what he said two months ago if he and Bryce Harper hadn't privately talked about it mm. and made the decision that Scott Boris would go public with. The, the question to me is, though, uh, you know, Bryce talks about wanting to retire as a Philly. So he's talking about years. You know Boris is the one talking about money. So that, well, I'll but, just it, but, it's, it but money and years are the same thing. I mean, <sighs> it's all the same. Well, of course, if, if it's more years, it's for more money. He's not, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what Bryce Harper and Scott Boris did not do? They didn't say to the Phillies, you know what? Tack on two years right. and let's make it a veteran minimum. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. I want to retire here. Yeah, so let's just re- make sure it's locked yeah. in. Right. I'll take 400 grand a year. Right. Let's do it. And he that's, wants more money. Yeah. yeah he that's wants very he, simple. He wants money. <laughs> yes. It just is such a bad look. It's such a, let, let's, let's talk about Sirianni for just a second. Sure. Um, you know, this guy. We love him. We hate him. The flowers, the this, the that. He is, he's a live wire. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's a live wire. Is his inability to control his emotions part of the problem? Yes, a small part. Is Jalen's inability to show his emotions part of it? A huge part of it. I mean, Jalen, if you looked up the word stoic in the dictionary, if anybody looks in a dictionary anymore, you'd see Jalen's face. So, can you teach somebody to be less stoic? Can you teach somebody to be more fiery? Can you teach somebody to do – I don't know that, that that's yeah. something that just has to be acquired or part of your personality yeah. to start with. Gene, it's probably the oddest pairing in Philadelphia sports since A.I. and Larry Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think like A.I. and Larry Brown were about as different as could be, they found a way to make it work. Boy, oh, boy, was it bumpy getting there. And and these guys are very different. Now I will say this: they're both competitive and they both want to win, think and that helps. Yeah. Oh, they're but definitely per- not pairing. Yeah. yeah. But personality-wise, they're very, very exactly. Different. Very, Jalen, very, very, very. Jalen different. being raised by a coach, Jalen having those those just yeah, that's themes similar. Yeah. and ideas yeah. inculcated into his mm-hmm. young mind. Like he really yeah. is like another coach. So yes, their personalities they 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 veer from one another. But man. They they do see uh, along the same lines in every other way. All right, Gina, give me a great answer, a documentary you'd like to see made. Well, I, I even have a name for it. 
probing the process from faith wow. to failure. Wow. <laughs> from faith <laughs> to Holy failure. Cow. What a name. Oh, Gina, that's fantastic. That's pretty good. The probing the process. Included. She had that's a name great. for it. She came prepared. I like that. The doctor. So, all right, I need a ruling here. Mm-hmm. Seltzer, who sent those tweets? Brian Colangelo or Babs Boutini? <laughs> How about this? Both. <laughs> there you go. Both at home having a glass All of right. wine. We'll, we'll have some. Uh, we'll have some fun with the Sixers thing up ahead. Conklin and the uh, another tremendous impersonator, our caller who does an incredible Josh Harris. We'll have those guys in the studios. We'll hopefully give you some laughs on that front. Rock all your calls plus life advice coming up in the nine o'clock hour. What do you need some help with? Let us know. I'll steer you some advice. Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. Three ways you can. Tell us what you need some help with. That and more up ahead. Plus, Ruben in studio with us. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. It's 94 WIP. You can't control the weather, but Horizon Services ensures your home is warm all season long. Their expert technicians recommend getting your heater checked now. They'll inspect your system. They'll listen to your concerns, and they'll guide you to the right solution that optimizes your system's performance. Horizon is always available with the same day, 24-7 capability. And then to get you through the rest of the season, they are currently offering $50 off any repair. If your system is needed of a replacement, Horizons experts can install a new system as soon as tomorrow. Good morning to everyone. Shout out to Cameron, John Ritchie. It is 94 WIP. We got Ruben in studio with us as well. Seltzer and Rhea. Big house today. And a lot going on in Philadelphia sports. Your phone calls on all the topics we've been discussing, including today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. It's truck season at Armin Chevrolet. Available 2.9% financing for up to 72 months on all new light duty Armin Silverado's. Together, let's drive to ArminChevy.com. Today's poll question, do you think Joel Embiid will play again during the regular season? A, yes. B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. You know, we have a unique opportunity here today because we can actually ask that question to Joel Embiid while also getting the perspective of the 76ers owner, Josh Harris, general manager, Daryl Morey, and the whole Sixers brass. Joining us in studio right now, well, all of them. Courtesy of two of our favorites, Mr. Conklin, Mr. Layton, dare I say, Mr. Doc Rivers, Mr. Daryl Morey, Mr. Josh Harris, Mr. Joel Embiid, maybe Allen Iverson, maybe Charles Barkley. Hello to Joel Embiid. How are you, Joel? Oh, I feel good. I guess I'll sit over here. Uh, uh, I'm doing good. I want to. Uh, so, Joel, let's get to it here, my man. You, you, just heard the, you just heard the Twitter poll question. I mean, we don't need people to vote on it. We can just get you to answer it. How how's the rehab going from the knee, and can we expect you to play again? Uh, I find I've been rehabbing, so I finally got past the second round of rehab. I felt good. Um, uh, I'll be back for the playoffs, though. Uh, I mean, that's what Richie's been saying. Richie's saying you're going to play. I'm positive. John Wright, I'm working hard. I'll be here for the play. It won't be long, but uh, it'll be back to. <laughs> You'll be back for a couple of games and then back to the so, back to the summer. I uh, rehab on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then I take off Thursday, Friday, Saturday for load management. Okay, Joel, it it's about pain tolerance. <laughs> it, it, like you are tough, correct? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's welcome someone who's certainly not tough, but he's very rich, 
and that is the 76ers principal owner, uh, Joshua Harris, who's carving out time from his otherwise busy portfolio of all the teams and all the companies. Uh, Josh, how are you? Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. I, I'm so excited this morning. Well, I'm happy to be here, but I am so excited. I just solved my wordle on the second <laughs> I, love, I love this guy. Josh, you know, I don't like you. You know that, right? Like, you, you irritate the hell out of me. Well, the problem with that, though, Joe, is I'm a big fan. I mean, you are a leader of this team. James, for example, I, I bet he wordles. Do you wordle, James? <laughs> Not in a while. Not in a while. See, James is a smart guy. He's, he's one of those original rotisserie baseball fellas. Aren't you, James? Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. That's the type of guy we look for at Apollo Global. We could do a little reverse <laughs> money ball. You remember Jonah Hill's character? Yeah, we could bring James in. He's a smart guy. You know, he's got about six podcasts, gets two hours of sleep, raising a child, and he comes here with a big smile on his face. Now, Josh, you trust the big guy here to, to know his own body to come back? Or you got to push him or do you got to hold him back as you're looking forward to the future? That we're gonna, like, do you think Joel's going to play this year? With my athletic background at University of Pennsylvania and the wrestling team, <laughs> I've been over to his house a few times a week. The trick with a meniscus tear is you need to keep it malleable, palatable. So I'm over there working on his knee. I'm working with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a pest. I've got to feed him too. Now also, also joining us, and this is a unique one because, um, you know, Doc Rivers uh, flew back in from Milwaukee here, and, you know, now the head coach of the box. And first time Doc... And Josh Harris, I think, have sat down since the firing. So, so Doc, another guy, I'll just tell you right to your face, you're another guy I'm not a fan of, but I am kind enough to say good morning, Doc. Get over yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, I just don't get it here with you guys, the media, the Philly, the fans. I mean, you just you hung up on things. I, I don't know why this guy fired me in the first place, to be honest with you. You know, Doc, listen. Yeah. I'm a Hall of Famer. Look it up. I'm like 10th on the list. Josh, he is going to make the Hall of Fame. And, John, that makes me sick. I mean, John, can you believe that Doc Rivers is going to be a Hall of Famer? And he is. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, yet he's completely unaccountable, apparently. Is this true, Doc? JJ, look, J.J. Reddick seems yeah, to yeah, hate I, you. You know, we heard it the whole thing. I mean, just look at the games. You know, the players, two guys come back on defense. The rest of them are in Cabo. You know, I mean, they're uh -huh. not, their heads aren't in it. I don't know if they're in Avalon with – with the camera down here, they're just on vacation. <laughs> Shouldn't you coach their heads Doc. into it, Doc? Should I, it's on me, right? Well, Everything's I mean, on you guys. All you guys want to do is blame me. I mean, we're talking about being accountable. Everyone needs Joel's to be hurt again. I guess that's my fault too. <laughs> He's on the floor. Accountability, shocker. He's I, on the I floor. asked you if you're accountable. It, it feels like you're blaming me. I'm accountable for waking up and going to work and being one of the best coaches ever. Conklin's okay. going to lose his voice by the end of today. <laughs> I, that's my prediction. All right, so, Josh, uh, listen, uh, I think there was a justified fire on Doc Rivers, but our first chance to talk to you, why, from your perspective, did you can Doc? We gave him his opportunity. <laughs> he performed okay. I saw some strategic deficiencies where he sat looking at the players saying, come on. Come on. We'd like to have a little bit more strategic. That's what we've got with Nick nowadays. But listen, Doc. We're the slop you guys gave me. I mean, come on. Tobias Harris, he ought to be he's so soft, he ought to be doing commercials for my pillow. We gave you your opportunity, Doc. But now listen, could you please stop with the LinkedIn requests? 
You've, <laughs> you've got a new job. Must, must be automatic. I, I got a job already. So it must be something. Doc, else. you got forty more million. Man. That, that, John, that's the thing that make. I mean, Ruben, when you got canned, yeah, you didn't get a forty million to go elsewhere, right? And, no, and, and take I did over not. The, and take over the best team in the whole in the whole conference. I did not. It's nothing like a parting gift. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let, let's mix in some phone calls here. Obviously, all the topics on the table here today. So to our the impersonators, and we love having these guys in the studio. Uh, with with Leighton and, and Joe Conklin, obviously, uh, many, 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 many voices here. To the phones we go. Let's talk to uh, to Mike calling from Douglasville. Good morning, Mike. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing great, Mike. Yeah. So, I, I, I want to pose this question here, and it's literally going to put the entire Eagles organization into shambles. But how many first round picks can we get the, for uh, Big Dom? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Probably no I, first rounder, but they might be able to get a sixth rounder. I'll tell you what, he might be valuable enough that a team would trade a six-rounder for the top guy in security in the NFL. I mean, I don't know what Nick Sirianni is going to do without his uh, ESH, which I call uh, emotional support human, but, um, you know, we gotta we got to explore these options here. Um, listen, I've been a supporter of Nick Sirianni. I've been a supporter of, you know, keeping him. Um, you know, definitely saw the, 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 the reasons why it would be perfectly fine to move on. Um, but it's getting really hard to defend this guy. I mean, you have to have a, a, a guy literally have to tell you to calm down on the sidelines. Like, come on, man. It, it, it's getting to the point where it's a little bit ridiculous. Well, I think uh, it's ridiculous that, that we're attributing this as, as, as seriously as we are. Like, I don't think Dom is the only thing that's keeping Nick Sirianni in check on the sideline. I think this is overblown i think that the losing is what matters most well here's and the thing i'll tell you John, yeah, that- he was getting in fights with people he was rash he was being over the top he was being surly that's not good he needs to fix that but it, it's not incumbent upon dom being there for him to fix it so mike it's not incumbent on dom being there to fix it but i do think last year before they are going to attack it differently with sirianni and i think they will with him trying to amend his actions I think it's entirely reasonable to think he was the primary person on the sideline tasked with trying to calm down Sirianni when those moments would occur. Like, you see it in basketball all the time. Head coach might be freak-out guy, and when he is, it's the assistant coach's job, and it is part of the job to go try to rein him in. Well, some teams no, have a, a guy, the get-back guy. Get guy. Like, there's guy. actually there's a guy whose job it is. Yeah. No, I get it, but the get-back guy, guys – might not be the same guy to talk of truth course. to power to the head freaking coach of the Philadelphia oh. Eagles. Hold on, hold you know on. what I'm saying? Get, and by the, the way, don't think because be. and and the two and three guy on the sidelines. Let's call them co twos, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. They are pretty damn busy. Like you know, they are they are scheme. This isn't like pro basketball or college basketball. Like they are scheming up the next play. They are talking to their their 20 different guys that play offense and defense on both sides of the ball. They're kind of busy. So they can't just stand there. Dom's the one guy, the one guy that has no football responsibility but also has a presence. It doesn't shock me to find out that he would be the main guy to reign in Sirianni. But hold on. Why no, did, why? Th- for, there doesn't need all, to be a guy to reign in but Sirianni. There, but there did need to be a guy, John. That's what you're missing. We saw it with our own eyes. We saw Sirianni freak out multiple times. Yes. There's, there's that doesn't mean difference. if Dom were if Dom were there, he wouldn't be freaking out. Like like I think that we are ma- oversimplifying do this. Do you not believe it, that do you not Dom, believe the Degun report? 
Because I believe it. Okay. Uh, I think there's some truth. I think it's overblown. I think losing is the biggest problem. Well, yeah. I mean, D-Gun's not saying there weren't other issues. Mike, give me an answer here. What do you want to see a documentary made about? So there's a lot of them out there, but I'm going to have to go with one that would benefit you. And I want a documentary on the history of the bathtub. <laughs> history of the bathtub, you got it. Well, I'll tell you who would be in there would be uh, the president that got stuck in there, Taft. Now, uh, speaking of Real docu- quick, before yeah. you jump into that, uh, so the, it was announced coming up on Tuesday at 1.30 and 1.35 is when Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni will be speaking at the NFL Combine. So circle that time on your calendar. Okay, let me say two things. Number one, I'm glad to hear that. Number two, 1.30 and 1.35? 1.30 and 1.45. 145. Yeah, it's usually 15-minute increments that they do it right. in at the I, uh, I combine. thought the first one was five minutes. Can't no, wait. No. That'll be riveting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let me, let me ask this question. Um, Brett Brown's also here, and, and it was referenced earlier that a great documentary would be amazing. a documentary on the history of the Sixers tanking and the whole process, the whole shebang. They've got great spirit. When my guy, when I was coaching, yeah. Good morning, Brett. Morning. I just love their spirit. I mean, but they the couldn't players, play though. They stunk. Well, Ben. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. Then you got better I knew players. The family. I mean, oh, crazy. So, so Brett, Brett. I mean, you've been you've been through a lot. What do you make of what's going on with the Sixers now? I mean, they they change basically every player every year, other than like two guys or three. Like uh, Tobias is a he just stays every year because it's the contract. Joel's Joel. And they cycle in other other than like Harden became Maxi, and then otherwise they just give you nine new players seemingly every year. Like, what do you make of this? Because they they fired you with the intent of rising above what you could get them to. They haven't. It's like three years later now. What do you make of the Sixers, Matt? Well, compared to what I was dealing with, it's normal. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Hinky, his mom's basement, the manifesto, Babs Botini. I mean, Jimmy Butler. Oh, Butler was an assassin. Uh, but be you know, uh, I wish we would have kept them. The few people I would have assassinated. Brett, <clears throat> can I clarify something on on Jimmy Rollins? I'm sorry, on on Jimmy. Is that Butler. the tanker? The tanker, <laughs> losing on purpose, Mister. You're gonna do that in Washington too? Yeah, yeah. this guy's great for that. <laughs> Keep it going. Oh, he's in from Washington. I think I smell commando. Oh. <laughs> Is is it my fault that I'm a sports nut? That I just love <laughs> hamming it up with the guys? Yeah, You're a sports got, nut. He hangs around the players all the time. It's embarrassing. Listen, <laughs> stick to pickleball, okay? <laughs> Ruben, what do you Spot. make of what's going on in the studio right now? It, it's very interesting, and I got the person. I don't know how they go back. It's is hard. it organized it's chaos? Or what, 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 what is going on in here right now? <laughs> What is, what, is, so, so what is going on here right now? Chaos is definitely right. It, it yes. is chaos. All right, Josh, look, I just need – here's the deal, man. you got to get better players. Because, he, listen, even if Joel comes back, and he probably will. I feel cool. You, you're not, you don't have good enough players. You blew it. What, 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 what Brett Brown just talked about there, I mean, there, there were 15 freaking mistakes from Fultz to Tatum to freaking Ben. Oh. I mean, you know, like you had Mikel Bridges and then you didn't. Like why does your organization always screw it up? Well – Luckily, we've just pulled That's off. That's the question I've wanted to ask Josh Harris for we've, seven years now. Why do you guys always screw it up? Well, we've just pulled off a pretty decent deal recently. Now, there were some obstacles along the way with Kyle Lowry. We had a major college rivalry between us, UPenn Wrestling and Villanova Wrestling. <laughs> major rivalry. Kyle knows all about that rivalry, let me tell you. 
but we put bygones be bygones. We we I put out the olive branch, and and he joined the team. He's he's innovative. He wants. This is to join really our club. happening right now. We're, well, yeah, innovative. And we're gonna <laughs> and we're gonna see Kyle Lowry tonight. Matter of fact, let's hear from Kyle Lowry talking about how he'll fit in because, of course, you know he's a point guard. Tyrese Maxey, who had been the shooting guard this year, moved to point guard. So how does that fit? Uh, Kyle Lowry asked yesterday about playing with Maxi and playing with the 76ers. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, I understand my role and my job. My job is to make sure that Tyrese gets better. Um, this team gets to the, the, a point where they haven't been um, in, in a while, and that's my job. My job is to do everything I need to do to make this team and this organization better, um, no matter what the role is, what the, the, the minutes are, what the situation is. My job is to be a professional and help you know Tyrese get better, help this team get better, help, help uh, coach get better, help you know everybody get better. That's Great my job. Best. Great man. And look, that helping was... everyone get better, including the owner. Uh, Going to keep him t- uh, ship shape, wrestling up. Well, get right? him to get uh, him to sell the other organizations, because dude, it's brutal. I mean, you own the freaking Washington football team. They compete against the Eagles. Sell them. Well, we've we've got the uh, the team with the ice on the court, uh, <laughs> the Devils. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful organization. Now Washington, that's my childhood team. So. There, there's some ties there. But like I said, I love getting in the locker room. I, I love playing horse with guys like Ben Simmons or having push-up <laughs> contests with the kicker from Washington. Whatever it takes, I'm part of the team. How do you do horse with Ben Simmons if he won't, uh, I mean, shoot? Could well, you that's, imagine that's horse That's why I chose Simmons. him, Joe. <laughs> why did you? <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phone. Let's talk to our guy, Mary in Mayfair. Good morning, Mary. How you doing, guys? Rare. Shout out to Rare as usual. Hello, Mary. Hi. Thank you. How you doing? And James is by far the straw that stirs the drink. But to get to my sports point, uh, did Middleton say that we will get a better pitcher than Yamamoto? No, he did not. Well, I thought you'd one of you said it. I heard it earlier in the. No, we did not say that. Well, that's what I heard. We we didn't we didn't. Well, no, I think he just holding didn't say pow- that. He said he's yeah. holding powder just. As far as you know, talent and money to right. in, improve the team right. when they figure out what it is that needs improving. Mary, they were what, ready to pay big. Right. They might pay big again, and that big I was huge with so. Yamamoto. You're not going to get you're not going to get a pitcher for money anyway. Yamamoto did not cost the Dodgers any assets. It cost them money. Correct. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. Now, for the Phillies to get a comparable pitcher or a better pitcher, they'd have to give up assets, and you know how pitching what you got to give the uh, Ruben should know that. Well, during they the during pitching. the regular season, that's right. But during the off season, they could just you know a, a dra- what is it a compensation a draft pick? Hey, Ruben, if you sign the best free agent pitcher, what does that cost you in a draft pick? Yeah, I mean it. It the, the rules have changed sort of dramatically. Um, it's not nearly as. Um, it used to be a first, yeah. First now I think it's a second. It's, cha- it's changed pretty dramatically. That's not, yeah, that's but not a draft it. pick is pie in the sky as opposed to an established player. And we're, I think they're talking about what they can do during the season at, at perhaps, you know, the trade deadline sure. or prior to that. And, and, Mary, that will cost them something. But I think the point you're either missing or not missing but not acknowledging John and I were referencing earlier, we're amazed that in, that a team – that is already paying Bryce Harper three hundred million, Aaron Nola one hundred seventy million, Trey Turner three hundred million, Schwarber and Castellanos both near a hundred million, and others um, has to use the term that uh, that John Middleton used the powder 
to still have another whopper of a deal at some point likely to occur. Whether it happens with someone they acquire in July or the or the next offseason, like this is this is not your dad's Phillies, is is the point. I mean, they are spending buku bucks, and that's and that's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, John, you remember when we started the show in the middays, 2016. Do you remember how dead it felt like the Phillies were? I mean, dead. Absolutely. Uh, we were, yes. Ruben we Amaro were. loves this topic, by the oh, way. Man, I, I, yeah. I ap- apologies to Ruben. <laughs> no, how, we about, were... how about Ruben apologize to us? Uh, <laughs> no, but Ruben, you, know, there was a, you know what it was try, like seven try. or eight years ago, man. I mean, we, oh, no. we, we weren't even getting many calls at all about no, the Phillies. We, and, and there was no question we knew once we got out of that um, that era from 7 to 11 that at some point we were going to have that cliff. Yeah. Um, we were hopeful that we would be able to ease our way out of it with draft picks and development and that sort of thing. Um, but that's sort of the nature of the beast of the game. And there's only very few organizations that can kind of continue to burn it at both ends, Dodgers being one of them. Braves. Um, and the Braves being the other, yeah. where they've um, developed and, and uh, drafted extremely well, and, and it's paid off for them. But, um, and that was sort of the plan. And then, you know, things change, and they ended up going with a, with a new uh, regime there. And it just really didn't get a whole lot better until they, they got – Dombrowski on board, and then yeah. he's done a really, really good job, and they've turned things around pretty considerably. You know, the main thing is they spent a lot of money for guys external. I mean, there, obviously, there have been some internal development. Aaron Nola, Boehm, Stott, I guess would be the main three. But really, if you really think about it, the Phillies have been built through acquisition, either as free agents or trades, almost all free agents. But the trade was JT, who, Seltzer, we saw Sixto, like, I know. maybe he's going to pitch for the first time. He, he didn't pitch he in 2022. He threw live batting practice for the first yeah. time, yeah, he in like two years. He looked like it was 100 years. pounds he, north he of He looked oh, huge, oh my God. man. He looks like Bartolo. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe it. John, Sixto, who they traded Real Muto for five years ago, ha- literally has not thrown a pitch in baseball for two straight years. And hasn't missed a meal. Yeah, well, that too. So, yeah. no push away. they're saying now he's, he's slimmed down from, from where he was at the height of it. But so, Real Muto that way, Wheeler signed, Bryce signed, Castellano signed, Schwerber signed. And Ruben, you know, this is not historically considered the best way to build a team. No, it's not, but you can get things rolling, and if you have the guys that to support that with the younger players like Stott and Bohm, yeah. and you're hoping that a guy like Rojas can, right. can be that guy, and you have the pitching staff, you can overcome a lot of things. It's really about pitching at the end of the day, but uh, there's no question that they some of the signings they did were, were excellent. I mean, and they targeted the right guys. And Ranger they got years ago yeah, Ranger through was, you, yeah, right? Yeah, you, yeah we yeah, we were uh, we was part of our, our regime, but um, you know, and that and you that, take a was t- Sal, take a bow. That was Sal uh, Augustinelli. I mean, hey, I was proud of the Aranola and the Hoskins and and those types of players, and, and they were part of it. Um, Zach Eflin was like, like one of my first trades when we started to do the um, the transition. But um, but again, it takes a village, man. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of different pieces to put it together, and I think they've done a ni- really nice job, and they're starting to develop. You know, from from the ground up again, which is really important. The status of the farm system. You know, Joe, when we started doing the show yeah. back in 2016, the farm system was struggling. Yeah. And, and yeah, it and sure was. The, the the where we stand now, how much improved are we uh, at this point? I think it's much better. There's no question about it. I think that uh, Mattingly, who's now running the farm system, and the emphasis on how important it is to develop players. 
um, because you got to have players that are not, you know, that are under control, number one, and are cheaper. Yeah. I mean, you just can't keep buying, you know, great player after great player. You have to yeah. you have to supplement them with quality young players who are going to be productive. And you can trade them if you want. That's right. how they got Real Muto. Correct. I mean, let's be real, guys. If the Phillies don't have Sixto Sanchez five years ago, they don't have JT Real Muto. Correct. They just, they just don't. And uh, Alfaro, he was part of it as well. Yeah. And, and Dombrowski had to dig out from, uh, you know, McPhail, who All was right. a major fail. Josh Almost Harris. as bad as Ruben. Why don't you hire freaking Dombrowski? Almost as bad. Let's not get into the Amaro's the we, record I'm here. Spike Essen. Oh! We've had a few gentlemen. Talk about managers. digging a hole. I'll tell you Two one shovels. thing. shovels. I'll tell you one thing. Now, about... now he's hosted on WIP. That's how why the, I'm here right how now. How the mighty have fallen. I'll tell you one thing about Brian Colangelo, our general general manager. Hell of a wife. Hell, very supportive. Very supportive. You know, my wife had a burner for a little while. Yeah. Uh, my At least space. you. She had it on MySpace. Not a lot of chatter. That's <laughs> very supportive. All right. This is good stuff. We got these guys in the studio. We're clowning around. We're having some fun. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.